0: Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin, and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired and motivated to be and do our best and that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Living Fully. We're so happy to have you guys back to the podcast and I am so excited because I have a special guest today. He is my husband. His name is Kyle Demiola and we're real excited to welcome you, Kyle.
1: Well, thank you. I'm excited (laughs) to be on your podcast. My name is Kyle Demiola. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to talk about relationships. There is nothing, I think there are very few things that matter more than the spouse you choose or the boyfriend or girlfriend you choose. The the people that you spend time with, it's so important in you know, how you're, you're living your life well, I feel like. And Kyle and I, in particular, we're going to share our journey kind of of our relationship, some of the things that we've been through, and now we have this beautiful, incredible relationship. But these beautiful, incredible relationships do not just come free and easy. The, the most beautiful relationships, I feel like, are the ones that have been through things and learned tools and learned ways to communicate And all of those types of things to make your relationship like that. And yeah, so I think we're going to start this one by just kind of sharing. We've shared this on our YouTube channel before, but of course the podcast is a different group of people. And we would love to just kind of tell the way that we met and just a little bit about our love story. And then we'll just kind of go into relationships in general.
1: Yeah, so Mal and I met, what, seven years ago?
0: We have lost count.
1: I think it's seven <laughs> years ago, and it was so organic. It was a random coffee shop here in Nashville called Fido, and I owned a valet company then, so I went there early to do some work. and I've never been there before. It was so random that I went that morning, and I walked in, and I noticed to my right this little <laughs> blind with some very short, Blue jean cut-off shorts. (laughs) And I thought to myself, well, my goodness. I may sit kind of close to her, but not too close. I didn't want to look like a creep. So I I sat next to her, and I believe she sneezed, or I sneezed. I sneezed.
0: One of us sneezed.
1: Mallory sneezed. And I said, well, bless you. She said, oh, well, thank you. And then I guess I sneezed, or I don't know. And then we (laughs) got, either way, we got to talking after that. And the next thing you know, we have... One child upstairs sits asleep and another one on the way here in early October.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's really been a journey for Kyle and I. And I truly feel we, we like kind of joke all the time about how we feel like we're almost in our golden years right now. That's what we're calling like this period of our lives because things are amazing. And we have a really beautiful, full relationship where we each make each other so much better. But, you know, like every good thing, you know, we went through a lot of things in our relationship, kind of ups and downs, and we learned a lot of tools along the way. And I think that that's why we're here where we are right now. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, there's really, that's one of the most important choices that you'll make is the person that you're with. So whether you're listening to this and you're dating someone newly, or you've been dating someone for five years, or you're in early marriage or late marriage, I feel like a lot of these things that we're going to talk about in this podcast today can really relate. We're, we're kind of all in this relationship thing together. Everyone has relationships in their lives and and they're just so important.
1: So let me bring that back to what you said, because it made me think of something kind of along the lines of some of codependency. So, and I know, and Mal and I spoke about this a lot. I really feel like for you to thrive in any relationship, you really kind of got to know yourself first. And so it's, you know, if you're very codependent, which is easy to fall into this, it's basically somebody told me the catchphrase for codependency is, well, if you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah. And that's (laughs) not, that can only last so long. So, you know, something that Mal and I, we work so well together because we've been through so many tough times, and two, we got married kind of later as well. Yes,
0: I, I love that about us, that we we waited until we were older to get married, and, and, you know, I had, Kyle had a long-term relationship. I had several long-term relationships. I always say, like, thank goodness none of them asked me to marry them because I would have... Ended up with the wrong person. Yeah, they all sucked. Kyle, <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> he always says that. But, you know, it's just hold out for the for the right person. And, you know, you really have to examine the relationship I feel like that you're into. You know, I always say it's a really simple thing. Does this person make you a better person? Does this person lift you up? Are you a better person because of the person that you're with? Because... I, especially like in my 20s, I feel like, you know, I went through relationships like this and I saw other people. They were in a relationship just because they put so many hours and so much time and energy into that relationship that they felt like, I don't want to start over. You know, this person will change. I'm sure it will get better when we get married or have children. Maybe things will change. And that's and, hard
1: to do, woo! like to put in that time. And also, people change too.
0: People change. So,
1: and and it's really hard to kind of take that leap and just be confident in yourself that this is not what I want. This is, you know, there's a better life than what I have now. And then to kind of go out there.
0: Yeah. You have to trust. Yeah. Because that's scary. I mean, if you're a woman and you want to have children and you're you're 30 something years old and you're like, there's no guarantee. On the other side, that that right person is going to show up on your doorstep. And it may be years. I mean, I think that's a hard decision for a lot of, of people to make. And I'm just standing here today to tell you that in the several relationships that I was in that that ended, that it seemed like it was truly the end of the world. I didn't want them to end at, at some of the times they did. Sometimes I ended them, sometimes they ended them, but they were always like so devastating and heartbreaking to me. And I just thought it's, it's over. You know, I'm crying in the grocery store, crying the line of the bank. I, I was just truly devastated. And I think that shows the state that I was in at that time in my life, that I was just depending on those relationships for, for my happiness and and my joy.
1: I think that's, I think that's normal though for any relationship to end. Of course it sucks. Yeah. I mean, you, you feel bad, the situation's sad, but it's okay to kind of sit with that for a little bit. I almost feel like you need to sit with that a little bit to digest it and let it run its course so you're better on the other end of it. Because totally. it's So if you end a relationship or a relationship ends, then I feel like a lot of people they're just searching and reaching for that very next thing. Yeah. It's like you you still haven't really set with that sadness and put it together and kind of dug deep inside yourself. I mean, go take a vacation if you can. And even if that means just taking the weekends for some time to yourself and really just regather yourself. And I don't know how long it'll take. It could be a week, could be months, could be years. Could be and that's years. okay. Yeah. Don't you don't have to time stamp it. But if you do into a relationship, that's one thing. Really kind of take time to yourself and let it process and know it's okay to feel like crap Yeah, for that period.
0: You know, I remember in therapy, we're, we're both huge. We are huge advocates for therapy, for couples therapy, for personal therapy. It is, I feel like, critical, whether you have this fantastic relationship or whether you have one that needs a lot of work.
1: Let me go ahead and say something, because I know when somebody brings up the word therapy, everybody's first inclination is you only go to therapy if there's an issue and you know I think that's true a lot of times but I think it's also true it helps you understand kind of why you think the way you think why you say the thing things you say and do the things you do it can really add some new perspective to yourself and the situations that you run into
0: yeah and I I just feel like therapy really helps with communication because sometimes you've got so much resentment or you're just thinking of the next thing that you want to say when you're communicating with a partner or a spouse. And having a third party step in and say, can you hear it this way, is super amazing and helpful. But, but yes, that's all so true about therapy. But, you know, I did... I was talking about, like, relationships in therapy. I was not in a relationship. It was after a lot of long-term ones had ended. And she made me do what they call a relationship timeline. And basically, from my first relationship at, like, 16, because we were not allowed to date until we were 16 in my house, I had to do a relationship timeline of the relationship that I'd had. And I realized from the time that I was 16 until the time that I was, like, 26, I had been in a constant relationship minus like a few months here and there and for me that was an issue because i was never looking internally at what the heck is going on within me that is you know causing i was i was just wrecking everything i was wrecking relationships but i was wrecking everything in my life and it wasn't until i was by myself alone with no one to you know find happiness in when i couldn't find it for myself, it wasn't until then that I I really was able to, to make a change and make a turn. And then my next relationship, you know, my relationship with Kyle, the second half of my relationship with Kyle, it was really amazing. So what Kyle said earlier, I mean, that can't be more true, that you've really got to get it together yourself. And everybody always says that it's so easy to just grasp for the relationship that'll help you feel better temporarily. But the rest of your life with a person is a really long time. So I promise you taking the few months or the year or however long it's going to take to to really figure yourself out, that is going to make your relationship a million times better.
1: Yeah. And and I, I feel like a tribute to a positive relationship is not you're not put on this earth just to make somebody else completely happy to where your whole job is to make somebody else completely happy. That's just kind of product of a good relationship that's what happens. So that's something I would look at. And two, I think big thing you hear everybody say, communication, communication, communication. Well, to me, in my experience, I became a better communicator when I was able to become a better listener. And what I mean by that, I know you hear a ton of people say, you've got to listen, you've got to listen. Well, listening for me meant actually listening and not coming up with an answer inside my head before the other person's done talking or trying to guess what the other person's going to say. So for you to be focused and listen, you exactly have to listen and not just be planning an answer you're going to blurt out to be right. Yeah, Like really listen and see if you can see where that person's coming from. And once I'm able to do that, I became just a better, I don't know, what would you say, Mal? I mean, we just started clicking more.
0: Yeah, well, and also like, another thing with that, when you're coming into a conversation, coming into the conversation with love, I feel like was huge too. Not coming into it accusatory, like you did this and you need to change this. And because you're doing this, I feel like this. I think we started phrasing our our conversations with each other and the things we were communicating about, like, I love you and I want this to work. So this is the way I'm feeling about this. And I never said like you, I really tried that. That was like the easy little exercise in the beginning. I just kept thinking every time I approach a conversation, I'm not going to say you, you, you in the first few sentences. And that was really transformational for us as well. I feel like, and really helped each other to listen to the other person because some people just shut it off. Have you seen like in your own relationships, I've I've seen in ones I've been in, when you can just you can just see that person just has their own agenda. They are just getting ready to spout the same things back at you in the same ways that you hear them all the time. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to hear when you when you come at them with a conversation and you're already accusatory and telling them what they're doing wrong. You always have to yeah treat it like that. I think
1: I, I think that's a great tip. You know, take the you out of it and kind of. You know what that would sound like would be, when I hear this, it makes me feel blank, 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 blank. Yeah. However you feel. So kind of approaching conversations like that, and it's also, and this is, you know, I, I hope we don't sound or I don't sound like we're lecturing and talking at people. This is, these are just things that we've ran into, and what has worked for us. You know, maybe take what you like and leave what you don't. But another thing is kind of having those conversations. At the right times. If you're both really pissed off and you're kind of at that heightened sense, you're both at a nine, you probably want to wait a little bit, come down to about a five, then approach that conversation. It is okay to say, I'm not going to talk about this right now, but we're going to revisit this tonight.
0: But I think it's good, too, for the person to say... I'll revisit this tomorrow or, and and really keep your word about that because you don't want to just be pushing it off, pushing it off. Yeah. You've
1: got to revisit it.
0: Yeah. Because that's That is one of the biggest things I think in a full relationship. And this is something that Kyle and I, I feel like do. I mean, we're at a 10 with this is we don't brush things under the rug we used to brush a heck of a lot of things under the rug at the beginning of our relationship. And Kyle and I, like, you know, we're talking about all this right now, but like we said, we've been through therapy. We've broken up early in our relationship. We really went through highs and lows. And, you know, people message us all the time on Instagram and comments on our YouTube videos like, oh my gosh, I hope I can have a relationship like yours one day. Or I hope I find someone like Kyle or like, like you. And I always try and comment back, you know, it wasn't always like this. It was it was a conscious choice to make this relationship into a really amazing thing and a conscious choice that both of us made.
1: And we both had to do the work on ourselves first. We both had to commit to doing that to prioritize our relationship.
0: Yes. Wouldn't you say? Totally, because it's so much easier to brush things under the rug in the temporary. Yeah, well, yeah. When you have an issue or you have something that you're concerned about in a relationship or just, just the way that someone's being around you. I mean, there can be so many different things from the smallest little things to the largest little things. But, you know, early in our relationship, we had to learn and we learned the hard way. When you brush those things under the rug, one of our therapists was like, you know, you brush things under a rug. You have a what they call a rupture. So you have this disagreement or whatever it is. But you still, early in the relationship, you have enough love. You're attracted to that person. It's all new and fresh. That that can kind of override it. You can brush it under. But she said after years and years and years of that, those things, it becomes this pile under the rug, and then there's just so much resentment yeah. and so much. Not you hate to say the word hate, but I feel like you look at some couples and there's resentment, there's, there's hate, there's all of those things. And, and that's when you can't get through those ruptures anymore. So if you can learn early on to, to not brush those things under the rug and, and to have conversations about the way that you're feeling about, you know, how, what another person's doing and approaching it the right way, you are on your way to a really special love and a really special relationship.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. And then when you, when you mentioned brushing everything under the rug and then that stuff starts to pile up, those lead into the conversations that start with, you always do this, this, and this. And I know if I hear that, like that just clicks a switch. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not thinking. I'm not listening. I'm going into a defensive mode because I just heard you always. And I'm thinking, no, I don't always. I may have this time, but, you know, so it kind of just – and that's hard to do. And that's the thing, you know, with a loving relationship, you're going to have fights. You're going to have disagreements. It's just going to happen. But if you do have some techniques to kind of get back on track, that's where that love is. And that's where you can really start to flourish.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I loved this. It made me feel so comforted when in therapy we heard so many different times having a rupture or having a disagreement or an argument. And come finding your way back together, that is what creates long relationships. That's what creates lasting love. So don't think – I used to think this early on, like in my 20s. Do not think – I can't stress this enough – that, like, you're supposed to be one of those people that says, oh, we never fight. We, we don't ever fight. We so never disagree. Weird. Because I think that's a red flag. Yeah. I think that, you know, disagreements and – and all of those little things that happen along the way, bumps in the road, like I said, if you can come back together from those, I can't stress that enough. That is the building blocks of a relationship. And it's funny to think of it like that, like that those those tough things and the struggles and the disagreements and fights that you have can be the things that build a strong, lasting relationship. But I believe just from our experience that that is so true because We've never had a more deep connection than we do now after we've like been in the trenches.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, one of the things about having a good relationship or, or being in a good spot, because every relationship, marriage, you name it, is going to have ups and downs, especially throughout a lifetime. But it feels so good because you have all these external stressors, whether it be your work, you have children you know, friends, whatever, life's going to throw all that at you. So it's so good to come home to a place that's just grounded. And one of that is your relationship. I feel like that's, and that's not easy to have, you know, because sometimes your relationship is your stressor and that's perfectly normal. But if you're kind of grounded, know yourself, you're centered, you can come back to that, work on that. And then anything else that's thrown at you, you just kind of take it head on.
0: But I feel like too, that's where I think, We've dealt with this before and a lot of people deal with is they build up so much resentment because they never resolve or truly communicate about a problem that they bring that into their house and into every conversation every time they come home from work. And it doesn't matter if if the meal isn't cooked right or if the child's acting out, they take out that one thing that they've brushed under the rug. They they react to everything that their spouse or their partner is doing because there's something else going on. And I agree with Kyle, like there, there's nothing like having a safe, grounded space like with your partner, but it's, 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 that's something that you really have to work for.
1: Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight and it's, you have to work on it every day. Like it's something you just have to be aware of and work on every single day.
0: Yeah. And you know, something else, you know, Kyle mentioned earlier and we, we've, we've touched on this, but it really is important to approach things in in the right state and you know as the best version of yourself that you can. And we went to this Tony Robbins weekend a few weeks back and it was so amazing. And one of the things that I took from it that I loved that I I feel I'm I'm applying to our relationship all the time is he talks about like he he's always in a great state. He's like 90% of the time, I think that's what he said. He's happy. He's in a great state, but he practices that. And he talks about how you're like, you're always in these states. Like you as a person existing in the day, you're in a certain state. Are you angry? Are you agitated? Are you mad? Are you tired? You know, what is your state? Then when all these things of life come at you, you react to them. And if you're reacting from like a really happy, grateful, grounded, everything's going to be okay state, that reaction is going to be a totally different reaction than if you're reacting from a, I'm so busy, we have so many issues, our finances aren't right, our children are acting up, if you react from that state. And, you know, for the last few weeks, I feel like if something comes at me, I try and change my state if if I'm not in a good state before I react to that. And I feel like that's really helped me in my relationship too.
1: Yeah, and I think Mal, to piggyback onto that, for you to be able to know you're kind of off and not feeling where it all kind of comes back to awareness and just taking a breath. You know, start your day. Something that's helped me that I've just fell in love with is meditation. So I'll get up pretty early, just take 10 minutes, and just sit to myself. I use an app called Headspace, and they've got beginner lessons and all of that. It's really helped me just start the day clear-headed, you know totally grounded and centered to where anything can come at me and I'm I'm kind of good with it but I've got kind of a laid back personality too nothing not too much throws me out of whack but yeah you just have to be aware and it's okay and that doesn't mean if you wake up and you're feeling grumpy oh my god I've automatically got to change how I feel cuz I'm grumpy that's not what it means yeah it's okay to feel like that it's okay to wake up feeling sad i like just own it let it run its course, and then go from there.
0: Yeah, that is one of those things that I feel like both Kyle and I had to learn the hard way. I grew up in with an amazing family and an amazing household, but everybody's happy <laughs> all the time. Like, oh, don't be upset. Like, you're happy. Like, I like part of when people say you're too blessed to be stressed, but part of it I'm like, actually, no, you can be blessed and stressed at the same time. Yeah, And it's okay to have whatever feeling you're having. If you wake up and you feel a certain way towards your spouse or a certain way towards your parent or your child, that's okay and sit with it. And that does not mean you're a bad person, a bad wife, a bad mother. You just need to explore where that's coming from and be honest with yourself.
1: Yeah. And honestly, sometimes it's well-deserved. Yeah. Like you should be mad. Somebody did something and you should be mad about it. And it's just, you don't, I feel like this day and age, like from everybody on Instagram to commercials, Everybody's trying to change something that they feel that's bad. Oh, you're too tired. Do this. Oh, you're overweight. Do that. You need to change. Well, sometimes it's okay to sit with that mindset and let it naturally kind of progress. You don't have to change just at the drop of a hat if you're feeling off. Yeah. Like it's okay. That is so normal. Right. It's so normal.
0: Yeah. That's that's such a good point. Just in relationships and and within yourself and something that Kyle just touched on that is another point that we kind of wanted to talk about today. I know that we're talking about a lot of different points of relationships, but this is the intro kind of relationship chatty convo. So we'll take a lot of these pieces and we'll dissect them in different episodes of the podcast. And also we want to hear your feedback.
1: I want to hear what people, yeah. And I want to hear what,
0: what do people want to talk about and hear?
1: Yeah. What you're going through, what you're going through, if you yeah. want our take on it, which rightfully <laughs> or wrongfully will give some advice. Yeah. if it's yeah. solicited.
0: And we would love to, for you guys to review this podcast, because that really helps us, you know, in the rankings and all of that too. So leave your questions down below, leave your reviews down below and all of that. But back to that. So another thing that I would love to touch on, you know, before this podcast comes to an end, because I think this is so important and something that Kyle and I have dealt with as a couple and come out on the other side from is honesty. You have got to be honest with yourself. You have got to be honest with your spouse and whether it's finances, whether it's, you know, there's just a wealth of things that people deal with, infidelity and, and just all these different things. You you must be honest because, and not to say if you haven't been honest in the past, if your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend hasn't been honest in the past, that it's all over with because I truly believe that people can change, but that person has to want to change. And you have to have 100% honesty and to me, there's the there's like nothing that's more important than that.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't mean not making mistakes. Totally. Because you totally will, and whatever a mistake looks like for you, but it's just kind of owning that mistake. Totally. Because that builds a foundation, because you know your partner's going to screw up, you're going to screw up, but you know you don't have to worry about them lying about it. Exactly. And that's a whole different, you can get over a mistake, how No matter how big or how small, but it's the, you know, if you have lying as an undercurrent, you essentially don't know what the hell is going to come out of their mouth.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of it came from that. I feel like we in our relationship had to, to think of ourselves as not just a singular person anymore. You really have to think of yourself as a person existing in that relationship and that the decisions that you're making and the things that maybe you're not lying about them, but maybe you're just not being forthcoming about them. You have to think of how those things could affect the other person. And, you know, whether it's something as small as like little things that we've dealt with, like, oh, I have this paid off or I don't, you know, those can turn into really big things if, if you're not honest about them.
1: And there's usually a ripple effect, Yes. something that you think, okay, this is my deal, my issue, more often than not, and sometimes those are, and you can fix those, but more often than not, there's a ripple effect and collateral damage that comes in ways you may not expect it to until it pops up.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that you definitely don't want to end up in one of those relationships where you, you just can't believe a word that comes out of the other person's mouth because they have this history of of lying. But then again, also, if a person maybe has told a lie or, or two in the past or misled you, but then has shown you honesty, you also have to be able to trust that person. Trust is hard because you can always get your heart broken and You know, you can always end up with the short end of the stick, but I truly believe that you have to look at that person for the bad things that they've done and for the good things that they've done and make your decision from there. I think it's so easy to hold on to all those hurts in a relationship and anytime someone did you wrong and it's easy to react to everything that they're doing currently with all that old baggage. And that's something I feel like that we really had to journey away from too, because wow, like the relationship that we've had for the past few years is is really great because, you know, you let go of all those early things in your relationship and and all of that baggage and stuff that you don't really need.
1: Yeah, and I think it's kind of, it reminds me of this little exercise to where it's, okay, you can do this at home with me. Don't do this if you're driving, please. <laughs> but just take these 10 seconds Look around the room or wherever you're at and look at everything that's red. and Take a mental note. Every single thing that's red, look around right now. Everything that's red. Okay, now I want you to shut your eyes and name me three things in the room that were blue. And so I think that kind of goes back to you find what you're looking for. Everything good, you find, if you're looking for everything bad, that's what you're going to remember. And I think something that has been helpful is if you, I've heard somebody say, look at the facts. And that's, you know, try to see where your opinion's coming from, but look at the facts. And I think that's also helpful as well, because you're going to find, if you just love somebody, you first met them, you're going to see every single good thing that person does, and that's all you'll see. And that goes for the opposite end, too. If you've been dating for years and you're sick of whoever it is, you're <laughs> going to see every little thing that gets on your nerves. And the things you fell in love with about that person are kind of kind of go by the wayside. So that's and I think it just goes back to being aware of yourself and being, being able to catch yourself doing that and taking that breath and be like, OK, what place am I in? What's going on? And then just communicating that to your partner.
0: Yeah. I agree. And two, I think this is, lastly, remember that your relationship is your relationship. And you don't need the opinion of 95 friends and parents and in-laws and grandparents and brothers and sisters. Look at and deal with your relationship within your relationship. So true. And that's hard. I think whenever you're, like, newly married or whenever you're young, it's so easy to, like, go to your mom or something and be like, well, he did this. But then you have to remember like that parent is then now going to have that in their minds, you know, and they don't know all the good things because you're not calling and being like, oh, wow, he did this today to make up for that. It's usually just the spouting off of the negative things that they do. <laughs> and you don't want to put your parent in that position, I feel like, and you you don't You know, you you don't need other people's opinion unless it's like a professional therapist or something or unless your parent is just really good about being a neutral party and can understand that people make mistakes and can talk you through that. You know, you know how you feel whenever you get done with a conversation with, The right kind of people to talk to when you're going through something in your relationship, and the wrong kind of people to talk to. Now, did
1: you tell your mom all the bad things I've done? Well, yeah. Is that what you're trying to say
0: (laughs) in the beginning? (laughs) Yeah, but
1: no, that's uh, yeah, that's that's so true. You know, you're the one in the relationship, and it's always good. I feel like having a social circle, some really close friends that you trust are important. Those friends that can call you out on your BS and you're like, yeah. But also those friends that will also tell you to take some more time with it, that really care about you. I think that's important. But at the end of the day, it is your relationship. You know, you're the one in it, nobody else.
0: Yeah. And too, like if you're a person of faith, you know, Kyle and I are, and you, you have that at the center of your relationship. That's a great, great place to go. Or if you're a person, like we said, that likes therapy, its that's a wonderful place to go to whenever you're having issues. Don't Really, don't think that it's only if, if things are wrong that you have to visit these types of things because I'm here to tell you at the end of this podcast that all of these things that we've talked about and kind of, you know, everything just comes back to you can truly, if you both make the effort, you can build your relationship into the most incredible thing. You can, it can be your source of, it can be so much happiness and and joy and groundedness because yes, you're going to go through things in your relationship, but you're also going to go through things as a person just going through the world. And what an amazing thing to have, you know, this home base that really makes you feel grounded and safe and helps you get through the hard things that are going to happen in life that have nothing to do with your relationship. You know, yesterday I had a really rough day And Kyle showed up where I was and I instantly just felt calm and so much better because we have that kind of relationship now. That's the kind of relationship that I hope and I wish for for everyone and why on Living Fully, we're going to talk about relationships because relationships are just so important in life and they can destroy a life, I feel like, or they can just add so much joy to a life. And, you know, if you're a person, too, that's in between relationships, because I'm not just talking about those people in relationships. I'm talking about the people that are in between them or the people that have chosen not to have them. This podcast is just, I feel like, as applicable to you, too, because those spaces between are so critical.
1: I think it's an opportunity to where you can work on your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like, really work on yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, so let us know of this podcast, what are the things that you want us to dive deeper into? As you can see, Kyle and I have spent a lot of time being really intentional about our relationship. We
1: we are going to dive deeper into some of the things we went through and just some, you know, kind of some of our struggles and this or that later down the road. So this is fun. I'm glad you've had me on.
0: Of course. So honesty, you know, communication, having disagreements even parenting. We didn't even touch on that in this one, but that's something where a relationship can really kind of make or break. Also, let us know the pieces of this long conversation about relationships that you guys want us to dive into more. And we so appreciate you guys tuning in today. And we would really appreciate you guys reviewing this podcast. We, we're so excited that we, we finally launched it. And we're just so, so grateful to have all of you guys listening in. So, Thanks again. Thanks again to my special, special guest. Uh (laughs) Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one.